Welcome back to another episode of the Opals Edition, where today I'm joined with an absolute Opal superstar. She's a star of the future. She's a current star right now. She's part of the Playmakers program leading up to this 2022 FIBA World Cup in Sydney. Daughter of the famous Australian basketballer, Shane Hill, Charlotte Hill. Welcome to the show, Charlotte. It's great to have you on. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Um, great to be here with you. Thanks for having me. No worries, Charlotte. I'd like to sort of start off by getting into, you know, a bit of your childhood and, you know, what was growing up, I guess, like for you? Um, It was really good. I have two older sisters and they both play basketball and obviously my dad as well. So I was pretty much brought up in a basketball family and um, was dribbling um, very early days. So it's all I know, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so can you take me... Um, through what it's like to be around basketball from a young age and I guess around the NBL or around that whole Australian national team culture? Yeah, I mean, it's been awesome um, growing up, having my dad um, played for Australia, NBA, all that stuff. So he's um, a huge role model for me and every time I need help or advice, I always go to him. So I'm really lucky to have him in my circle and um, to be a part of the Australian culture and the Opals, it's awesome. I mean, I'm still one of the youngest ones on the on the squad, but um, it's awesome being around the girls, and I just want to continue the Opals and Australian legacy of um, succeeding on the national stage. Yeah, absolutely. So can you take me through how you got your first opportunity in the NBL? Yes. The so I was 14 years old, and um, I lived in Brisbane, and my dad coached the SEQ Stars who was a team back then, I think about five years ago, six yeah. years ago. Yeah. And um, I wasn't originally going to be a part of the team. Obviously, 14 is really young. Um, and then there was injuries. Um, I was a train-on player. And then there was tryouts because the main point guard got injured. So um, my number was called. I got past the tryouts and um, I played 14 games as a 14-year-old. Wow. So what's that like as a 14-year-old? Obviously, you're still in about year eight at school. What was that like for you being around? And I guess, you know, you're, you're versing women as old as 30 years old. You know, they're, they're twice your age and you're coming out as, you know, I guess a point guard taking all these grown women on. Um, it was an awesome experience. I mean, it was eye-opening. Um, and from then on, I knew I wanted to go the Australian way. I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to play in the WNBL because I knew in a couple years' time, 16, 17, I would be ready to start in the WNBL. So, um, it was a good experience and I'm glad that I got to do it at such a young age because it paid off. Um, now I'm going into my sixth season in the WNBL at 20. Yeah, wow. Um, so can you take me through, obviously you've established yourself over your WNBL career in a number of clubs, Townsville Fire, Bendigo Spirit, all that kind of thing. How do you make yourself an established player in the WNBL so, you know, when teams are scouting you, you're – the one they've actually got to focus on to shut down? Um, well, I've had to build it over the years. I had to wait my time on the bench. Um, in Perth, I didn't really play much. Um, that was my first proper year as a contracted player. And then in Bendigo, I was sixth, seventh man and coming off the bench. And then in Townsville was my breakout year. So um, I think to get established in the WNBL, you do have to wait your time. You have to put in the hard yards off the court um, and and do the hard work to get where you want to be for sure. Yeah, I've seen some of your videos um, on your dad and yourself's 
Instagram, you know, the way you move um, add it with your agility and your speed and coordination and all those kinds of things. What are the main skill factors that you work on on a day-to-day basis? Um, definitely skills as in like my stop-start. I really like to have a real unique um, pace that I play with, um, not all at one pace. So that's one of the main things that my dad and I focus on. And um, definitely at the next level in the WNBA and internationally, you need to have that stop-start game when you're versing more athletic and longer players. So that's the main thing that we kind of work on, um, coming off on balls, step backs, hitting threes. Um, But, yeah, just being versatile, doing all different kinds of things. Absolutely. Can you take me through that first breakout year for you with the Townsville Fire? Of course. Uh, um, so I went to the Townsville Fire because Shannon Seabom attracted me to the club. He was my Australia junior coach for two years, 17s um, World Cup. So I loved playing under him. He's one of my favourite coaches to this day. And um, I knew that I would play well under him just because I knew his system and the way he wanted to play. So um, we had a really young team, probably one of the youngest in the WNBL in that hub season. Uh, we made it all the way to the grand final. And I played besides Lauren Nicholson. Me and her worked wow. really well together. Um, and, yeah, it was just a breakout season. I had um, the WNBA draft that year in the back of my head, and um, that was my main goal. So that's what was really um, driving me. And, obviously, we wanted to win the championship. That was driving me too. But it was an awesome year, and I love Townsville. So having, you know, obviously two things in your mind at the same time, the championship and then also WNBA, how do you alter your game also, not only to suit the team, but to suit yourself and where you want to go in your career. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a team sport. You have to put your individual uh, motivations aside, but you just need to do what the team needs you to do, play your role. And my role on that team was to be a facilitator, run the team as a point guard and a scorer. So um, it really suited my game, and I was lucky enough to have my breakout season under Shannon. Yeah, absolutely. So can you take me through that um, 2020 NBA draft? You went to the Chicago Sky drafted around pick eight. Yeah, um, it was awesome. Um, Being picked number eight in the WNBA draft was, or in the first round was always my dream as a little girl. So um, all my hard work and dedication to the game had really paid off when I got that. Um, but as you know, the WNBA is more of a business than it is a league and it's tough to stay in there. Um, but I definitely want to head back in the next couple of years. Um, and that's the goal, but it was a great experience and, um, I'm really grateful that I got to go. Can you take me through how you overcome and get past these different challenges, um, especially in basketball when you have to overcome the challenge I've spoken to people like Lauren Jackson, Michelle Timms, who... Timsey said, you know, she would have loved to stay in the NBA that that an, another extra year or so, um, just especially, you know, you don't realise what you have there until it's actually gone. So can you take me through, through how you overcome those challenges, obviously getting traded and then waived um, by the Dallas Wings? Yeah, I mean, it's really tough, especially at 19 years old, for me being on the other side of the world and getting cut at the airport. But um, I'm really grateful to this day that it happened. It gave me a taste of the best league in the world. And now I know that my abilities, I'm very able to do it. So um, I'm just working hard back in Australia and um, getting ready to get my opportunity and go back. But um, it definitely helped my 
my um, motivation and strength mentally because it was such a thing, hard thing to overcome and the media as well, being on the news and in the newspapers, all that stuff. Um, I'm really glad that it happened because I am mentally tougher now. So can you take me through what it's like to be a part of an Opal squad um, also in preparation, there was a three-game series earlier this year um, in around May, May June, um, where it was yourself, there was a couple of other girls, and you were, it was sort of a friendly match is up in Sydney and Newcastle against Japan. Can you take me through that? Yeah, um, it was awesome uh, getting to play for the Opals in Sydney in front of my family. It is really what you dream of as a little girl when um, any time you put on the green and gold, it's an opportunity that you never take for granted. Um, Jap- the Japanese team is always so tough. They play a very different game to a lot of the other teams in the world. Pretty fast, up-tempo, and they pride themselves on defense. So they were three tough games, um, but always good as a young point guard to play and um, get the opportunity, learn heaps from each game, uh, and keep moving forward. Um, but I did play in those three games with glandular fever, I found out after that tournament. So that was hard to overcome, another little struggle, but um, I'm getting better now. So how do you mentally recover um, as well as physically from something like glandular fever? I mean, that can put you back months in terms of physicality, getting back on the court, and then also the mental side of mental toughness. Yeah, definitely. Um, Glandular fever is something that's really hard to overcome just because there's no cure. You just need rest. And as a hard worker as myself, I do not like to rest much, so that's been tough. But at the end of the day, um, I need to rest my body, and I have done that, so I'm ready for this next WNBL season, and uh, main goal is to win a championship. That's my goal. Yeah, absolutely. So can you take me through your first opportunity and when you found out you were going to get finally get to put on that green and gold for the first time? Yes, yeah, so uh, I played my first Opals game in Serbia that was late last year Um, and I was just stoked playing my first game for the Opals playing with all these girls that I've always played against Um, that's an opportunity that uh, you also never take for granted Um, but also I'm still one of the youngest so I'm just learning every tournament every training all the time and um just ready to be the best point guard I can and hopefully start as the point guard for the Opals in the next couple of years. So can you take me through what it means for you to represent Australia and wear the green and gold um, in pride out on that court? It means everything, honestly. Um, as I keep saying, it's what I wanted as a kid. All I wanted to do was play for Australia and make the WNBA. So having achieved that at 19 years old is huge, but getting back, to both of them is even bigger so um it means the world and I'm just really continuing my family legacy making my family proud and um yeah yeah absolutely so I want to have a quick chat about the world championships coming up this year can you take me through your involvement in that playmakers program yeah so I'm an ambassador for the world cup um I'm just a advertising all the tickets, um, selling all those, and I'll be at some of the games supporting the Opals and meeting some fans as well. Yeah, that sounds sounds great, Charlotte. So can you take me through what it looks like? And from your perspective, obviously, you grow up watching someone like a Lauren Jackson. She started out 
making your debut for the Opals at 16 years old. Obviously, you make your debut in the WNBL at 14 years old. What, is, what does it mean to you and what's it like for you to sit back, train with her, see how she goes about her game? Um, you know, I think she's lost about 22 kilos over the last, you know, four months or something like something ridiculous like that. And what you actually make this side, which was announced today. Yeah, I mean, it's really amazing. Um, at her age, doing what she's doing is incredible. And I know um, a lot of girls in Australia look up to her. So it's going to be so exciting um, at the World Cup to see what they can do. Uh, hopefully they can definitely medal and go back on the podium. Um, but yeah, I think just everyone in Australia is so excited to see what LJ can do on the court. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great tournament. And I can't encourage everyone to uh, enough to come and watch the games and support the Opals. Are there any other girls who have been standouts for you, particularly throughout training? Who might have like a, who might have like a breakout World Cup? Yeah, I really think Tess Madgen is playing really great basketball at the moment. Um, so for me, I think Tess is going to have a breakout tournament, and um, she's one of the captains. So hopefully, she helps lead the team, and um, yeah, hopefully they are successful. I can't remember who, exactly who I was talking to. I was speaking to someone um, at and around the Melbourne Boomers last season. Apparently, she was in training. Someone flopped on the ground. I don't know. It might have been Tiff, Mit, Tiffany Mitchell or um, Beck Allen or someone like that. Maybe Caitlin George might have thrown a little flop here and there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Tess actually called them out and I've I think it might have been Tim's who told me this, but called them out at training. Gone, hey, that's a flop, mate. Get, get back up off your off your weak butt and, you know, let's play some basketball like like a real like, like a real person to do it. So it shows the mental toughness of Tess Madgen and how she goes about her game. So also I want to have a chat about the World Cup. So what's it like for you to sit back from your perspective? And can you tell me about what – had you planned to make that World Cup team or was it always sort of just to be involved in that World Cup? Um, no, I definitely wanted to make the World Cup team. That was my goal. Um, obviously, with all my sickness that I've kind of been through, it was going to be tough for me just because I couldn't be healthy. Yeah. Um, but it was always my plan to make it, for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm only 20 years old. My main goal is to be leading the Opals at the next Olympics, and um, that's what I'm working towards. So still so much time. So I'm just sitting back supporting and um, can't wait to see their success. Charlotte, just before I let you go, what's it like to be at the Sydney Uni Flames and work with someone like Akili Froling, who I've had on the podcast? She's a very successful Australian Opal in the 3v3 um, in the national team and also play under your dad and coach Shane Hill. It's really a dream come true, to be honest. Uh, playing under my dad in my hometown at the Sydney Flames, they're such a great organisation and they're heading in such a good direction. So um, I'm just so happy I can do it. And playing with Keely Froling is amazing. She's one of the toughest players I've ever played with. Um, and, yeah, it's just great. Um, I can't wait for this next following season. Hopefully our team stays healthy and um, win a championship. That's that's the goal. Thanks so much, Charles. Put aside, you know, half an hour or so of your time to come on your position and have a chat. Best of luck for supporting the girls and hopefully they can get, you know, a podium and medal at the World Cup. Thank you. Yes, for sure. Thanks, Charlotte. Stay tuned, everyone, for some more Opal's edition of Sporting Max. This is Sporting Max with Max Becker on SEM.